1: guy Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Steven
2: and Kyle.
1: And today we are interviewing a hollow phone caller and longtime listener and new found friend of ours, Andrew. He has some awesome, awesome encounters, government UFOs, Bigfoots,
2: Skinwalkers,
1: Skinwalkers, Dimension Jumping. You it's it's everything you could possibly want. Yeah. In an interview. And it is awesome. So be sure to stick around for that. After we get through this business, check us out at all our social medias. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, and Reddit. We have a Discord. Look it up. Come and hang out. Be part of the Hollow community. And just be social and be rad. Super easy. Super easy to do. If you have a listener encounter you'd like for us to feature on a future show, Kyle has all the details and all the goodies to get that story to us,
2: you can do what Andrew did and call the holophone, which is going to be 1618 556 0837. It's also in the show notes. You can call that and leave a voicemail or text message, or we can schedule an interview and you can call that phone and we can talk that way. Uh, you can write out your story or use like a voice memo app or something to record yourself. And you can send those over to the email, which is going to be hollowskypodcast at com. You can get at us any way you would like, and we will talk about your encounter. And it'll be fun. It's always fun. Good times. We're
1: fun guys. Fun guys. I at, there's a mushroom joke there somewhere. That
2: was in Sonic. Was it? Yeah. Hell yeah. I'll take it. Oh, yeah.
1: Um. After that, I know what you're thinking. How could I support these two fine intellectual gentlemen? Maybe not exactly what you're thinking, but you're thinking it now. Well, I have all the answers for you. We have a Patreon that you can check out. If you'd like to find a tier there that you're interested in, you can sign up for it. we got extra content, stickers, all kinds of just dope hollow shit over there. Find one of them, sign up for it. You can toss a little bit of pocket change in our Venmo monster account. So we can keep the monsters flowing. But the best things you can do is, A, share us word of mouth. Anybody that listens to the podcast, anybody that's into Paranormal or the Weird, throw our show name out there, send them a link, post it on your social media. Just keep the ball rolling. That's the best way that we can, we can get our name out there is through you guys and sharing the show. Secondly, wherever you listen to podcasts you can hop on over there and leave us a five-star rating and review and i will gladly hunt it down and shout you out like today's from our friend noise 13 spelled n-o-i-z noise noise says hollow sky nation exclamation point exclamation point five stars love the show been binge watching for a week since i stumbled across it feel like it's feels like i'm hanging with the homies. That's right. Well, noise, you are homie, and thank you for taking the time to shout us out.
2: I like that, except I would change it to Hollow Nation. Yeah, Hollow. We can shorten it to Hollow Nation. Hollow Nation. You could. Me and Steve were talking earlier. You could literally put Hollow in front of anything, and it just sounds great.
1: Yeah, that was that was a good marketing campaign that you had when you named the show. Cole. Well, you know, it is what it is. It is. You were hollow thinking, Nation. You're thinking ahead hollow thoughts 30 30 steps ahead 30 hollow steps ahead that's what i do hollow points
2: hollow foot clan
1: hollow foot clan hollow wallpaper wallpaper all right we've derailed coming back around we got this coming back around we our listener encounter of the day is the rest of the show which is an interview with our friend andrew so without further ado we are going to talk to andrew so today we have a listener and a Holophone user. He called in on our last Holophone episode and, um, well, probably not the last Holophone, Holophone episode seven. at this point. Yeah, Holophone 7 with some interesting stories. So we reached out to him, see if he wanted to come on, talk about it, and give him give him some more time to talk about all this weird stuff going on. It's our friend Andrew. So if you'd like to introduce yourself and jump right in with whatever story you want to go, we are here for it.
3: Right on. Yeah, my name's Andrew. Um been wanting to share my stories with you guys for a while and uh I was I was pretty excited when I heard that it got on there and um but I noticed my UFO story got cut short basically right as it was getting good.
1: So <laughs> I do recall yeah. that.
2: <laughs> oh, and and before you you tell your story, I I just want to thank you cuz we do, you know, we everybody knows we record every other Saturday, as many as we can get done. And Andrew, like, I literally messaged him. I'm like, yo, dude, if you want to have an interdu- interview, we're ready to rock. And he's like, I'm down. So <laughs> it's literally straight up last minute. Perfect. No organization per usual. So hats off to you for making a little bit of free time for us, man. I appreciate that a lot. No problem. Um,
3: yeah, I wanted to make some notes and stuff to make sure I didn't, Forget anything, but I think I'll be able to
2: remember all the details. Just go with the flow, uh, man.
3: Okay, so yeah, I'll just start over since uh, it got cut off. But basically, um, for the UFO one, my, well, the first UFO I've ever seen, I've seen several since then, but nothing like this one. This one was just, just blew us out of the water. I think about it all the time still. But um, so it was in Virginia, uh, Northern Virginia. We were in an area called Haymarket, Virginia. Went on a hike after school with three of my buddies, and we we're, like, up at the top of the mountain, kind of getting ready to hike down. And we see this aircraft come off, you know, to the right. Like, we're up on this ridge. And this thing's, like, coming, coming down, like, it kind of looks like it's descending, descending. And I remember thinking that it was an airplane about to crash because— It didn't look like it was, like, smoke, but it kind of had this weird, like, haze coming off of it at first. And um, I remember thinking, like, I was about to see an airplane, like, hit these trees and explode into a ball of fire. And, like, right as as I thought it was going to explode, it just, like, from pretty far away, just shot, like, right past us, just at an absolutely unbelievable speed. And then... It, it went, like, right back the other direction. Like, it was able to do 180-degree turns without having to, like, accelerate or decelerate. Um, it was able to do right-angle turns, like, just as fast. It could go from, like, zero to, I don't know, thousand, It's what seems like thousands of miles an hour, just absolutely mind-blowing speeds. And this was back in 2002 when I saw this. So, and... Yeah, like I said, I, I think about it all the time still. So yeah, uh, as we're sitting there watching this, um, it would like do these crazy maneuvers, and then it it would come out and it would it hovered like right in front of us, but up uh, several times. And the first time it changed shape, it went from a metallic boomerang shape, which was the first shape, to a metallic sphere. And it honestly reminds me of the movie Flight of the Navigator. I don't know if you guys remember that movie, but, like, the color of the craft, like, in that movie and the way it could, like, change shape, like, that's what this thing did. It made no noise, and uh, it was a metallic color, and then it could fly just as fast, like, just as impressive as the sphere as it did as the boomerang shape same exact type of maneuvers and we're like sitting there watching this thing like all of us are just like blown away just staring at it just looking at it like trying to figure it out like what the f is that what the f is that like over and over again dude what the f is that like we just kept saying that and uh we're like staring at this thing. It's like dipping like below the ridgeline and it would like shoot way over to one side and like pop up. And then it would like go down below us again, shoot across like down below us and then pop up again. And I think I know why, which I'll get to, but uh, then it would like go back to like the spot where it was hovering, which was like pretty much straight out in front of us. Um, I mean, we had a really good look at this thing. It was pretty close. And uh, at one point, it turned itself into, like, a translucent. It looked like a translucent bubble. Like, looked like a giant soap bubble in the sky. Like, you could see through it. Like, if we weren't already watching it, it it probably would have been easy to just, like, look past it. Like, you could see through it. You could see the clouds. And um, I remember, like, thinking, like, It's a bubble, because we're just trying to figure out what this thing is. But, uh, yeah, it was just blowing our minds. Another shape that it made, it, it didn't fly around as, like, the translucent bubble. It just stayed still. Like, it cloaked itself. And then I remember it making, do you guys remember, like, Osiris skate shoes?
1: Yeah, yes, yes.
3: Like, you know, like, the Osiris symbol with, like, it was basically, like, the Osiris symbol. Like, it was the sphere like a metallic spear with like a bright circle at the bottom. It looked very much like the Osiris symbol. Yeah. And, uh, it didn't really, I don't remember it flying around as that shape either, but, um, it did some more maneuvers as the spear and then would hover. And when it, uh, when it left, it turned back into a boomerang, but instead of, rounded edges it had like sharp edges it's like a point at the top and like kind of like jagged edges and it like went from metallic colored to like like bright white and like it was charging up and what we referred to as dip the fuck out mode but <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, almost like it went into like hyperdrive or something like it like charged up. We watched it get like almost white in color. And as far as we could see, it was down there in like one second. Like I I live in Lake Tahoe now in California and Tahoe is a big lake. It's like 24 miles long, I think. And, uh, I try to like tell some of my friends when I tell the story, I'm like, imagine something being able to fly across Lake Tahoe and further in like one second. Like that's how fast this thing could fly. And then I could see it way out in the distance. It was making these giant right angle turns, like just covering like vast amounts of sky, just like covering the whole sky, like these huge right angle turns. And everyone's like, Oh, I lost it. I lost it. And I think I was the last one to like, have eyes on it. I'm like, I still see it. And then eventually I lost it too. And then we're standing up there and we're like, after it's gone, we're just like blown away, just going over everything. Like, Oh my God, did you see this? You you see that? Like, I don't know if I mentioned, I think I said it, but it made no noise the whole time. Um, And then we're standing there talking about this and five fighter planes, like from the direction of Washington, D.C., uh fly over us like in the direction that this thing went so that's why i think it was like going down below the ridge shooting over popping up going down below the ridge and i like i've always been very open about like sharing my story because it really has changed my life i mean this was a long time ago but this like started my whole journey of all the things that i'm interested in now all the research i've done everything i've looked into uh, I'm really grateful for having this experience so I feel like it opened up my mind in a way that, you know, some people wouldn't get to experience, but, uh, I had probably shared this story with like, I don't know, I'll just say like 200 people, like, like told the story like 200 times and a few years had gone by and nobody knows what I'm talking about. I'm still just like, not shy about telling the story. Um, and then I used to work at this really nice golf course um, in Haymarket, Virginia, called Robert Trent Jones. And it's nothing but, like, doctors, lawyers, celebrities, government officials. Like, it's a really nice golf course, really expensive. I don't know if this is true, but one of my coworkers once told me that it was, like, $300,000 to become a member of this place.
1: Whoa, wow. no that could be my price range. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah. I'm not really sure if that's what it was, but that I do remember someone telling me that. I mean, Michael Jordan came there one day. I like that I like
1: met my, that's probably probably pretty close. It's probably legit. <laughs> and
2: that makes me a little jelly. Yeah, cuz yeah. Michael was, Jordan is the GOAT. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
3: Um, but yeah, he was a member.
2: That is awesome. That is awesome.
3: And uh yeah. I mean, I remember like one of my friend's dads was like super successful lawyer was a member there. Like it was like, yeah, very, very, uh, you know, wealthy people who'd come through there. So I was always curious about like what people did as jobs. Cause my job was just very basic, just like outside staff, like pick the driving range, fill up, water jugs, stuff like that. So, and then part of our job was to go out and, um, uh, greet people. Like when they would arrive, would arrive, they would like, radio us and say like red Corvette coming through the gate. And then one of the outside staff guys would be like, I got it, you know? And then we greet them, put their bag on a cart, answer any questions and send them on their way. So one day this guy comes through and he had a red Corvette. And uh, I remember they were like red Corvette coming through the gate. And we kind of like, once he gets there, we kind of hit it off. You know, we just, we're like chatting and getting along, just, just talking about stuff and he's asking me if I like my job and stuff like that. And then, um, I mean, and this is like a couple of years after the sighting and then I'm like, well, I'm always curious, you know, what, uh, people do for work that come out here. Like, like, what's your job? And he, he said he was a three-star general. And then instantly I'm like, Oh my God, I got to ask this guy, you know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> take your shot, take your shot. <laughs> yeah,
3: so I, and we had already been chatting for a little bit. So, he seemed cool. I was like, man, I've got to ask you about something. And he's like, go ahead. He's like, ask me anything. So I start telling him the story and he kind of starts like finishing my sentences. He's like, Oh yeah, it probably didn't make any noise. Right. And I'm like, yeah. And then I realized like, I was like, Holy shit. Like this guy knows what I'm talking about. Like after a couple of years where nobody knows what I'm talking about, you know? So I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, what was that? And he said, he goes, believe it or not, like, that was a government aircraft. And and I said, I was just like, um, for one, that was, like, very hard for me to believe at the time. Uh, after years of research, I do think that that could be a possibility. But at the time, I was like, no way. But, uh, and then I said, Um, I said, well, what do you call that thing? And he goes, that's classified. And then I said, well, where did we get that kind of technology? And he said, that's classified. And then I think I asked like one or two other questions. I can't remember what they were right now, but um, after like one or two more, that's classified. So he like put his hands up in there and he's like, I'm sorry, I cannot continue this conversation.
2: That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, stoked. I would be whenever I. You go, where did it come from? And he's like, "That's classified." I would have been like, "So aliens. Say no more. Alien. Got my answer. (laughs) (laughs) Like,
3: that's those were that was my thoughts exactly.
2: That's fucking awesome. Like what? Um, Like, what are the odds that you get to meet a three-star general who has knowledge in what you're asking?
1: Yeah, basically confirms your sighting. Like. Yeah, like he he
3: I hundred percent think that he knew what I was talking about. I mean, I yeah he was I was blown away that somebody actually knew, and I'm so glad that I met someone that did. And then it wasn't until years later that I think I met another person that that knew about it too, which I can tell you about also.
1: If if you had to put dimensions on this thing, how big would you think it was like in its boomerang form and, and then in its orb form?
3: Yeah, That's a great question. Um, I would say the maximum, uh, like I would compare it to like a pretty normal sized, like single family home, just in like sphere form, but it's really hard to say, you yeah, know, like that's what it's I really thinking. hard to judge, like exactly how it could have been smaller. I don't, I don't really know, but I, if I had to guess, I would say, you know, a pretty normal like decently nice like single family home about those dimensions
1: see my uh my cousin back in the late 90s was taking pictures of some storm clouds here locally and they got developed and like everybody does with old like film cameras it just kind of sat in a box for years and as him and his wife are going through it he's looking and she's like did you like mean to take the pictures of these ufos and he's like what are you talking about and in the background of this picture of these storm clouds are all these, there's like four or five spherical UFOs. So now every time I see reports of spherical UFOs, I send them to them and like they're they're coming to the forefront now. And it makes you wonder yeah. if, the, if they're just kind of pushing this technology out, you know, to like get people used to it more and more now that like everything's kind of coming to the forefront. Like I had sent one to them, U.S. Navy footage shows spherical UFO flying around or flying around before diving into the sea and sightings of a spherical UFO by Illinois residents have them puzzled. So just hearing like another person that has seen something, be able to share their, their encounter and then have it solidified by a three-star general. Like
2: that's a big deal.
1: And the, the fact that it's like, it has like manipulation to where it can change shape is just so and cloak, it. predator yeah. cloak. Like like cloaking cloaking yeah. ability doesn't seem that far fetched to me, like in, in the military. You
2: know, no what I mean?
1: no. Compared to things being able to like almost manipulate their their that is bizarre. atoms or structures to change. Like that's that's like the that's like transformer shit. Yeah, know? like
3: Yeah. It was absolutely mind blowing. Have you guys wild. ever seen a video of uh, a UFO sighting that was like in Jerusalem over Dome of the Rock? Have you seen that one?
1: I don't know that I have. I'd have to look it up.
3: Yeah, you look it up uh, later, but it's uh, that's probably the closest thing that I can think of, if anyone can find that video um, of videos that I've seen. I mean, I've seen other videos. I'm like, yeah, that looks like the same type of craft, but the way that this one comes in, it, like, comes in real slow over Dome of the Rock and then, like, sits there for a second, and then it just, like, shoots up, like, incredibly fast. Like, that's comparable to, like, how the craft that I saw could move.
1: That is so Um, awesome. Yeah, you have to check.
3: And then another thing about this general guy, I remember, like, a couple, I don't know, maybe a year or so later, like, after I met the guy, I saw him in the Washington Post. His picture was in the Washington Post, and I honestly can't remember his name. What I thought his name was, I tried to look it up again later, and I couldn't find anything on him, but he was in the Washington Post, and it was his picture, and it was talking about, like, a military helicopter that that the funding had been discontinued on. So I was like, this guy is like in aviation. Like he knows, like they picked him to interview about this helicopter.
1: definitely so legit. I, definitely legit.
3: I got lucky, but like finding the right guy.
2: Yeah. That
1: is so awesome.
3: hundred percent. Like it's <laughs> it,
2: so awesome. It is. It's so bizarre. And like, like my, it makes my brain go back to like, okay, well he more or less admitted that, it came from extraterrestrial, which has to put credence in some of the conspiracy theories around it. Either the forty seven crash, uh, they made deals with extraterrestrials to help, or it goes all the way back to possibly the Nazi interaction with extraterrestrial and the fact right. that they recovered it possibly recovered a craft from Antarctica to reverse engineer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Because it has to come from somewhere. You know, they either, we either recovered it, reverse engineered it, reverse engineered it, or we made a fucking deal. Yeah. With beings not from this planet. God, just. I love it. I love it. That's what I think. That's so
1: awesome.
3: The only other part to this story um, is, you know, much like a long time later when I moved out to Tahoe, um, my neighbor, my old neighbor, he was. uh, he used to be a Navy SEAL and he was also in the CIA. Really interesting guy. You know, like I don't, um, some of the stuff he said, I'm like not fully on board with, but, uh, he he had like written a couple books and he like gave me one of his books one time and I was reading through it. And the whole, the book was like how he, he claims that he can like remember all these past lives. And I was like a little skeptical, you know, but I was like, he's my neighbor. Like we talk about a lot of, Interesting stuff, like like I'll check it up the book out. So I start reading it and I get to this chapter, it was like towards the beginning of the book, um, where he claims he remembers his past life where he was a priest in Atlantis, and he perfectly described the UFO that I saw. Like about talking about the kind of craft that they had. And I was absolutely blown away by like what I was reading, and then Um, he also went into like a lot of detail about how they work. And he said like in the book that, uh, you fly them like with your mind, like you're able to like connect to it with your mind. And I've heard other people talk about that too. Um, and, and they also would say that the ships themselves are actually, uh, conscious somehow, like some kind of form of consciousness. Um, and yeah, I had a lot of interesting conversations with this guy, but, uh, he was basically able to talk to me about it. And I asked him one time, I, I was like, do you think that they maybe like tried to erase your memory of some stuff that you might've done? Like when you were in the service and you're like, remembering this as like a past life thing. Cause I mean, I, I don't know, but he said, he said, he definitely thinks that it's possible
1: uh, that is so awesome
3: yeah and like, i mean oh, go ahead he could have, uh, i was just gonna say who knows i mean he could have like worked with that technology and then got mind wiped or something oh, i don't yeah. know
2: that's actually a hyper valid point that i would never have considered and then him misreading it as uh past lives but we were, you were talking about past lives and in a nutshell is that or is that not Terrifying to think about, like the infinite reincarnation aspect. Like, just like if forever. he can just recount all these lives, and it's just like that makes you like think, like, oh, so I just have to like do this over, oh, and like over, like when deja vu hits,
1: and you know, yeah. you know, you're somewhere where you're not, you've never been before, but you're like, man, I remember this,
2: yeah, and yeah,
1: if you think about it. um, if you have, like, the title of the book and the author, or if you can send us a screenshot of it, shoot it over to us. I would definitely like to get a copy of yeah, that'd be, his that'd stuff be cool. put in the weird library. I
3: think it was called um, The Intuitive Warrior, and his name's Mike Jaco. He's actually, like, has somewhat of a pretty big following um, amongst, like, what seems to be, like, the very, like, right-wing-leaning right right-wing leaning, uh, community. Um but like I said, I mean, some some of the stuff he says, and, and I used to, like, follow some of his, like, podcasts and videos and stuff, and I kind of stopped following it just because I was just like, man, I don't know. Like, I think that he's, like, speculating a little too much in my opinion about, you know, just trying to be relevant and, like, putting out videos every day and then maybe, like, missing the mark just by, like, trying to come out with videos. So I don't know. I don't know, like, if he's getting, like insider intel these days or or what but and i don't really uh, watch his videos too much but if you want to check him out he's uh he's definitely gotten quite the following actually
2: yeah
1: i would definitely be interesting uh, at least looking into some of his books especially if he talks about past lives and such and you hear like in if you ever research like super soldier programs and stuff where they essentially implant memories and things into your brain which kind of bleed over into your real life and I mean that could be a case there too, or even even flip flop that way. Yeah, for sure. They're implanting, like like you said, the knowledge of him working with that stuff. Well, it's one of the it it's one of the through. things
2: that uh, yeah. people talk shit on memory regression because if you're not careful, the person doing the interview can actually oh yeah steer, like, it. Yeah. Yes, manipulate the whole experience. So yeah, for sure. then they can add things to your story, et cetera, et cetera. So it you know, it's just one of them. It's another aspect like you were getting at there.
3: Right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've heard even stuff with like, uh, confessions and stuff like that will, um, suggestively like give people information and then somebody ends up confessing to something that they didn't do. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. I just don't like, even like if I was in your shoes, like I'm sitting here listening to your story and my brain still cannot function on the fact that this thing changed shapes and can make these neck bending, breaking turns and speeds in, in the assumption that a human would be inside that. That, Right. That is, that is insane to me.
3: Trust me. I've thought about the same exact thing and, I've come to the conclusion that it, it had to have like some kind of anti-gravity technology. And if I had to guess, some kind of like zero point energy, you know, free energy type of technology on board, too, because I think it's definitely not burning fossil fuels. You know, right. that's for sure. <laughs> Facts.
2: Yeah. And yeah, that's what I was going to say is that the only way that I could see a way around that would be like you like you said, the, the, the gravity manipulation and all that stuff. But OK, then that makes sense. But if you mean to tell me it's just like flying an F-16, well, you're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> yeah. <Sorry. laughs>
3: and, yeah, while you bring that up, like, those jets that flew over us, I mean, they look like they were going in slow motion compared to how fast this thing could move. I mean, I've been to some air shows before, and I've seen, like, some of the newer ones, and they're very impressive. But, I mean, this craft can fly circles around something, like even the latest jets that they've come out of, come out with. Um it, it was that advanced, like just my, like to me, I was like looking at something that shouldn't be possible, Yeah. but it, and then I had to try to figure out how and, and why, you know?
2: So my question, I, I pretty much completely forgot about that, but why, okay. So in this scenario, why do you think those fighter jets got dispatched?
3: I mean, either it was something that wasn't supposed to be in that airspace and they were dispatched to like, go check it out. Or it was part of some kind of training. Like, those are the only two things I can really think of. For sure. For sure.
1: Yeah, that's exactly where my mind went. Like, they sent that thing out, and they're like, all right, let's take our technology we got out in the open. Try to catch this thing. Yeah,
2: yeah. Or like you said, like, my brain naturally wants to go to E.T.'s, you know, despite you even saying that, no, this this three-star came out and said this, uh, my brain still wants to go E.T. And I do like your answer there, though, that it was either... Because that's where my brain was, was that it was either an elaborate training exercise where it was almost like they let the pilot kind of figure shit out for a minute. Like, hey, this is what you can do. And then they're like, all right, we're going to dispatch the F-16s to come get you and intercept you. Or there was an ET out there, and they're like, what the fuck is on? Like, Because it's going below radar, back into radar, below radar. So they're just seeing a ping, ping, yeah. ping. And if that's the case, once he started talking to this general
1: and this general knew that he had seen it. He could have went into like disinformation. Mode. Oh yeah, like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, yeah, no, that's military. Don't worry about it.
3: No. <laughs> right, that's what I thought. Could have be, longest... could be. <laughs>
1: yeah. I love it. I love it.
3: Yeah. that's those are my thoughts exactly. But the more research I did into it, the more I would be willing to believe that that actually could be um, military technology, as crazy as that sounds. Oh
1: man, it just but it just shuts your brain not. down thinking how far advanced technology is that the, the johnny q public doesn't get isn't privy to you know like it's well, we
2: got warned about smart dust in our homes <laughs> yeah right <laughs> people putting nanotech in our homes like, really i i'm not exaggerating at all we got some guy that was like hey you need to watch out for smart dust and i'm like what the fuck is smart dust <laughs> and it's literally just like nanoparticles that they put into your home that basically turns into a surveillance system more or less. God. So I mean, yeah. like I like you said, it sounds insane to think that this type of technology could be possible. But in hindsight, look at all the other crazy shit that's out there right now that we know about. Facts. I mean, Elon Musk is trying to put computers in your head. Right. Like that sounds. That sounds terrible, insane, <laughs> to think about. But. And then they're working on cybernetics—the basically T1000 or uh, you know Arnold Schwarzenegger running around destroying the planet, like yes. Skynet. Yeah, Skynet.
1: Yeah, it's not
2: far. It's it, it is far fetched, but at the same time, you're like, I it's, mean, it's far fetched, really but it's that, right here. Yeah, we're right there on the cusp of it.
3: Yeah, we really are. I mean, I feel like within our lifetime, we
2: could see some pretty crazy stuff. We're gonna see some crazy shit. <laughs>
3: That's facts. It almost feels like we're on the very cusp of it. But um, so the only other uh, thing I could add to the UFO story, uh, I mean, I've seen several things that were much further away and I don't have an explanation for, and I don't think it was a satellite and I don't know what it was, but nothing that was ever like as close as this one. But when I first moved to Tahoe, Tahoe gets really nice sunsets. And uh, when I first moved here, I was like out on the beach taking pictures of the sunset one night and um or one evening and I saw another one of these things it was a a metallic sphere and it was much further away and uh I was by myself and I was like damn it like I wish somebody was here to like you know see it because my some of my old roommates like used to give me shit about the story but they all believe me now but uh I had wished like one of them was there to see it and then I had a camera with me and I zoomed in as far as I could, and I was snapping pictures, snapping pictures, and I did get it. I did capture it on one of the pictures, so I could send you that if you guys want. Hell
1: yeah, yeah, that'd be dope.
3: Um, but it was much further away, and it was with a Canon Power Shot, like super old camera. <laughs> and, yeah, but you can zoom all the way in on it and like like blow it all the way up on your computer screen, and you're like, yeah, that looks like a metallic spear in the sky.
2: It's awesome. So. With all that being said, what are your thoughts on why?
1: Hey, Holocult. The weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season, and the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tacovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tacovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids.
2: And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's, re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their, the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be?
1: Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tacovas.com That's dot com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tacovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
2: we are getting so much UFO disinformation or information disclosure happening here in the recent couple years.
3: Um, I mean, I really don't know. Like, I wonder why they wanted to keep it so secret for so long in the first place. Uh, I mean, it seems like the technology exists that could greatly benefit humanity. Um, if it was released to the public and uh, maybe they're like ramping up to, to release some kind of advanced technology. I, I really don't know. Or maybe they're, you know, I've heard some theories of like a fake um, alien invasion or something like that. I mean, I, I really don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Or, or maybe they want to start releasing some of this info to the public. Maybe, uh, Maybe there is, like, some federation, and and maybe they were told, like, hey, you guys have to start letting the people in on some of this information. Who knows?
2: It's possible. I, I yeah, mean, I like me that. and Steve watched some documentaries a little while ago, which I we got future plans for it, but there was a segment in there that kind of got into it about how the, the theory from this set would be that there's going to be a fake – alien invasion to get us all ready for the real alien invasion. Because if you have a fake one, they can control it and therefore they will be able to create, finally create their one world government. And then that way, when the real one happens, we're all on the same page on, we need to take these fuckers out, but it's kind of messed up because the theory is this, it's this big illusion because, supposedly the ETs that are coming to quote unquote invade us are actually coming to give us the force, the planet into sharing, um, oh, basically the free power, uh, all that's like just Technology. a bunch of good stuff for humanity, yeah. but the Probably free energy, the old guard is like, no, 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 no. Like, we need to rely on our fossil fuels and our nuclear warheads because that's where we gain our power.
1: It's where we make so much money.
2: Yes. Yeah. Bro, yeah. And so they're not about that life. And they're, they're just like, you know what? We're just going to shoot you out of the sky. So you're not giving everybody a bunch of free shit. That's
1: probably a mistake.
2: That's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> hey,
3: I mean, I hope that they're trying to release these technologies that I personally think exist. Same. to the public that would be amazing I, I think that could be like the next you know renaissance or whatever like the next like age of enlightenment it could be like a huge milestone for for humanity
2: it really would if, if i mean that happened. yeah i mean there's no way around that like it it would change the entire course of human history
3: yeah,
1: of the world it's, it's,
3: yeah, um, I'm just hoping for a positive outcome, man. I mean, for sure. Insane. For sure.
1: <laughs>
2: insane, insane. Yeah, it I, mean, it is like
3: I, I would say the alien invasion has probably already happened and like whatever different types of aliens have probably already come here. I don't know. I, would, I don't know if I would say invaded, but I mean, sometimes when I look at the way um things in our world and governments are run i'm like who's really running the show here because this (laughs) seems like very inhumane you know oh yeah there's more than enough resources to go around to like take care of people better in my opinion so it makes me wonder like who is actually running the show you know maybe the alien invasion's already happened and maybe that's who's pulling the strings i don't know
2: this is what i love about our world is that we get to think so far outside the box where we can literally seriously sit here and ask each other, are aliens running the world? I heard a theory. Is the it other reptilians?
1: Day. I heard a theory what the other day
2: it? that <coughs> Chuba is the president.
1: That Sasquatch <coughs> and all the species of Sasquatch, right, are the original inhabitants of Earth. Good. And we are the aliens.
2: I mean that would make more sense we to me. We here. I'm not mad at that.
1: No, I, I'm I'm on board. Like I'm like like what's the one thing
3: that looks like it doesn't belong here?
2: Like <laughs> right? Our dumbasses. That, our dumb ass is, that, walking that is literally the best way I've ever heard that. Like, what is the one thing that looks like it doesn't belong? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, when they that, hit us, it, when they hit me with that, so I'm like cold hard facts. Yep,
1: I'm like, you know what? You're this. this some. There might be something to this.
3: <laughs> yeah, really, like finding its balance in nature, you know. We're, like just other- just
2: We're cutting destroying. nature down.
3: <laughs> yeah, even Sasquatch, like I would say, it would be living a more harmonious life. Like it would be the perfect replacement for for humans, in my opinion. Yeah. If they, like, <laughs> hopefully they don't do that because I don't want anything <laughs> bad to happen to everybody. But um, just thinking about it like that. But yeah interesting stuff
2: yeah. for sure dude it's that's why that's why i was saying like when we started this let conversation take hold and let her rip because it's hard you never know where you're going to end up and i love it i fucking love it me too it's awesome do you
3: guys want to switch gears and talk about the um the disappearing thing from our our house
1: oh, yeah hell yeah we do. go
3: <laughs> okay um Well, you got most. You guys got that story, but there was, like, weird feedback in it. I don't know why. I don't know what that was. That
1: was weird. Uh, I remember that now.
3: But uh, I'll just recap the story real quick. Um, Basically, like, my girlfriend and I, we noticed these two – I call them little crawl spaces, but they're on the ceiling. Like, it's, like, a little piece of wood that you could push up and slide over in a little, like, hole where you could, like – get up into like some part of the ceiling. And, uh, we noticed that there was one on the front porch and one in our bedroom closet that were parallel to each other. And like just a wall that was separating them. And I was like, man, that would be really weird if those like connected somehow. And I was thinking about it a lot. And I had meant to check because like, we, we we're going to leave the house for like a week, I think. And, uh, I left some like valuables in the closet there and um, I was thinking about it a lot. I was like, man, that'd be so weird. Like I I really hope that like somebody couldn't get like into our house that way. So for whatever reason, it was like on my mind a lot, like while we were gone and uh, my girlfriend and I even like had like this like long conversation about it while we were like doing some work in, in the room, like staring at the one that was like in our closet So we leave, and I get back down there, and, like, I was, like, thinking about it so much for some reason that it was the first thing I did. You know, like, I get back to that house, and I walk into our room. I open up the closet because I wanted to check and make sure that that wasn't, like, this, you know, secret passage into the house or something. And I look up, and the thing is just gone. Like, it never existed. And I just remember, like, my jaw kind of, like, just went, like, my mouth just dropped. I'm just like staring at it for a few seconds. I'm just like, what the hell? And I I call my girlfriend, FaceTimer. Like, babe, like you remember that conversation we had about these two little cross space things, like that we hope they don't connect. She's like, Yeah. I'm like, well the one in our closet is is gone. Like like it never existed. And I love what you guys said, you know, when you were talking about it, like some uh you know, handyman drywall bandit. Like, what is some handyman drywall bandit like, <laughs> <thing that laughs> and patch the, the thing up? Like, I just have no explanation except for you know the possible like timeline shift, or That's... that one like really stumps me, man. Like, I yeah. feel like I can my head around a lot of like weird topics, even like with cryptids and these UFOs and stuff, but. I don't know what that is. Like, it
1: is so bizarre to me when you when you laid that one out. I'm like, what in the hell? Yeah. What I if didn't. we all had little crawl space doors in our houses that disappeared at some point, but we just didn't know because we never saw them before they disappeared? Yeah.
2: It's that's easily yeah.
1: easily could happen. It's so weird. It is. It like as as like that is one of the weird. That's like that is one of the weirdest stories we've got to me. Like. Yeah. Having something something structurally there and then it not be there. it's it is just it just fractures my brain like how in the hell does that even happen?
3: I, I don't know it's it's definitely one of the things that's like stumped me the most. I really don't have much of an explanation for it. but I will share this and uh, I've only told this to like one other person about this like part of the story which is my girlfriend. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of like a semi-professional poker player and I was going to play these like tournament series and I like playing, I was playing these tournaments. I was like, like, I was like, I know I can win one of these things. You know, like, I know I can win. I just wasn't winning one of them. And then I remember it was like the last tournament of the series and I remember driving down there and I just wanted to win one so bad. And I fully believe in like the this, this timeline thing, you know, like I'm totally on board with that. And I remember like kind of like saying a little prayer. And I was like, I want to be on the timeline where I win this poker tournament. I remember like saying that. And I did win the poker tournament. I got first place. And uh, I don't know if that has anything to do with it because I was, that was like right around the same time that this thing happened. And I don't know if that had anything to do with it or not, but I just figured I'd throw that in there for your listeners. because.
1: <laughs> that's so you cool that he slipped timeline. That's so cool that he brings it up because there is a Reddit board called dimension jumpers or dimension jumping. And when you read it at first, it sounds like these people are actually like jumping dimensions, but they're using their intentions to manipulate like their paths in life, exactly the way he did it. He's like, "I want to be I want to be in the dimension where I win this poker tournament." So, in, in theory, it's like your intention of being there like almost sets it into place that you're going to win this. Whereas if you didn't set that intention, you would have still been on the timeline where you lost the poker tournament. So that, in, in theory, changes the whole course of your life. Yeah. Setting that one intention. And they call that dimension I, uh, jumping, essentially, where you're not actually jumping dimensions, but you kind of are. You're, like, manipulating your dimensions.
2: Almost like it would it be like you're pulling... pulling that particular moment from said dimension into yours, you're just, more or less.
1: You're just I like that crossing like case. a
2: fork. Say what now?
3: I, I hope that that's the case instead of like, oh, I jumped into this other dimension and now all this weird shit is going on. Yeah. With, you know, COVID and all like things are going to hell. <laughs> it just and threw
2: yeah. everything off. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> that's kind of what I was getting at with that, that I don't like that idea either of me being like, yo, I want to be in the dimension where, me and Steve get rich as fuck podcasting, and then we jump that. We go to that dimension. <laughs> and It's
1: like the post-apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, and later on, it just we're in sucks. a bunker. We're in a bunker putting out like shows, and everything else is just gone. It doesn't yeah, make I you wonder. Liked
3: that. <laughs> I would have much rather lose that poker tournament and live <laughs> in a world where like things are more just and yeah, <laughs> especially you
1: know? since you got you got you basically have physical evidence that some like something is different you know yeah. so it like, makes you if
2: wonder it's, if it's not a dimensional thing that would like something physically manipulated reality
1: yeah Dude, and my brain's like what if if that was if let's let's just say that door is a portal to another dimension or another timeline. What could have came over here before it got (laughs) shut? You know, like good question. (laughs)
3: Oh man. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, it's so fucking crazy. I love it. it. Um, but yeah, so besides that glitch story, I I have a couple other oh, I have like a one second hand story I could share, and um another like potential bigfoot thing i'm not i can't fully say it was a bigfoot thing but i feel like it's relevant enough to share
1: yeah um, yeah I'm, we're game
3: okay so I'll, I'll go to the bigfoot one because that one actually did happen to me and then i could probably share uh, a secondhand story from a friend of mine that's pretty interesting but um yeah so i was up in southern oregon uh working on this farm up there and uh we had heard like some tree knocks and stuff like that a couple different times. Not a lot, but like I've heard, I've definitely heard tree knocks up there. Some people would tell me like that they saw like weird lights in the woods that looked like headlamps and then they would kind of like disappear. Or like my one friend said that he like went to investigate like where this light was and then it was just gone and nothing was there. So it was like a couple weird things that were like lining up with like potential Bigfoot activities and, uh, or Sasquatch. And, um, I remember for like three nights in a row or four nights in a row, my neighbor would, he was waking me up with like, um, like gunshots. And like, it'd be like two, three in the morning. And I'm waking up to like these gunshots going off and I'm just like, what the hell is going on? You know, like, so like, after like a couple of nights of that happening, like I had this super high powered flashlight and, uh, I like shine it over, like through the woods, like towards this guy's house. I'm like, this is like Barry un, and his dogs were going crazy too. Like for like every night, this guy's dogs were like just nonstop barking and I'm waking up to gunshots and, um, I'm shining my light over through the woods And just kind of, like, trying to give him, like, a, hey, like, what the hell, man? You know, like, why are you doing this? And um, what appeared to be, like, a really tall being, uh, it wasn't, like, wide, like, you know, like like a super huge, like, monster Sasquatch, if it was a Sasquatch. But it was, like, abnormally tall, and it just took, like... I think it was like one step or maybe two steps just right through my, it was a really high powered flashlight right through the flashlight beam. And it looked like the way it was moving was like a little odd. Like it was like a little bit, like, it looked like it was like graceful, like almost like a little bit like glidey. And I remember thinking that. And, and when I saw it, I was, I just remember thinking that something was like different about it. Something was odd. But it wasn't like I can't say for sure like what it was, but the circumstances were were odd, and there was something that walked through a flashlight beam in a section of the woods where there should be no people. (laughs) So,
2: well, I don't know. And to be fair, your neighbor was most likely shooting at it.
3: Yeah, or just like giving off warning shots, like trying to get, um, you know whatever he thought was out there to to go away. Yeah.
1: Man, I, when, in 2018, when my youngest boy was in Scouts, we went out to um, this Boy Scout Reservation, the Beaumont Scout Reservation for anybody that lives around here. It's right off 44 Missouri, and it's just thick, like thick wilderness out there. And our Scout troop was tucked back. We had all of our, like, tucked back off in the woods, and we had all of our uh, tents set up. And me and Maddox have been eating some nutter butters, and I just left them open in our tent. Figure nothing, nothing would bother us, whatever. Well, I'm woken up in the night at something trying to get at these nutter butters through the tent, like, like it's essentially like reaching. It. I thought it was a snout reaching, like just pushing on the material of the tent trying to get to the nutter butters i didn't really think anything of it thought it was like a raccoon or something so i just punched whatever it was just through the tent just wham <laughs> and it and it essentially walked away i don't remember like if it was bipedal or whatever but i was w- woken up a couple hours later by these super loud wood knocks that were coming in threes back off in the forest and i'm like man i did, i started putting it together i'm like i wonder if
2: just if. You punch Bigfoot. punched Bigfoot. I punched
1: Bigfoot, you know, trying to get these Nutter butters.
2: It's a pretty dope story. But
1: it, it's, it terrified me because our whole camp was asleep. The fire had burnt down, and I'm hearing these knocks because, like, all the Boy Scout camps are pretty much in the same general area, not too far deep in the woods, but these knocks were way out there. So at first I'm like, well, maybe there's some older kids out there screwing around, but I'm like, what are they doing at 4 o'clock in the morning beating on trees out in the middle of nowhere in the forests of Missouri? So it was just... That's, that's my Bigfoot story. <laughs> the only I
2: hope Bigfoot you, you punch Bigfoot.
1: I hope I did too. What
3: else is out there knocking on trees? Though? Yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. We got some 12-year-olds out here Bigfoot hunting. Like They're finding just trolling Bigfoot. everybody. Because yeah. it, it was loud enough it woke me up out of a dead sleep. I heard the knocks and it that carried on. Pretty loud. It was weird. It was in like raps of three. And it had a pretty good pretty good section of uh, silence in between them. And then they'd rap again. And I'm like, what in the hell is happening out here? And then I just went back to sleep because it kind of freaked me out. The
3: wood knocks I heard were like abnormally, like it seemed like it was like a little too strong and too fast to be done by like a person to me. Like um, I was like driving the first time I heard the wood knocks, I was like driving down this driveway and it was like kind of a a windy driveway. And uh, I came like down to this gate and I was going pretty fast and it was, it was pretty late And I was just, like, pulled up to the gate super fast, like, threw it in the park, jumped out. And I jump out, and I hear, like, I want to say it was, like, maybe, like, four or five, like, just rapid-fire wood knocks. Like, it sounded like someone had, like, a baseball bat and hit it against a wooden baseball bat and hit it against a tree faster and harder than, like... Anyone I know could could do.
1: That's what I was gonna. That's how I was gonna equate mine to. It was like a baseball bat. It was something super stout, like, like almost not like deadfall in the woods. Because if you hit that hard enough, it's gonna break. Like this was a stout yeah. knock, just wham wham wham. Yeah. It was, I don't know. It was it was bizarre.
3: That's what the one that I heard sounded like too.
1: That is awesome.
3: But yeah, man, I've thought a lot about the Bigfoot topic, and I'm definitely interested in that. Fully believe it i mean i know like there's some people that are like oh it's flesh and blood like oh it's um an interdimensional being like what if it's both i kind of think that it could be both like what if there's some that are able to travel um interdimensionally and what if there's some that aren't like i think that there's multiple species of these things as well you guys have any thoughts on that
1: oh man i my brain goes crazy with this one like I was in, like, the interdimensional camp, and now they're talking, like, I'm starting to hear stories where they think that the, the whatever these creatures are, like, essentially shapeshift, like, can can manipulate how big they are, what they look like. Like, they were talking about, like, well, at one minute you have a Bigfoot, and it can manipulate itself into a chipmunk, and you would never know the difference, which which kind oh. of explains away some of the, like thermal images and some of the video captures where these things essentially just disappear behind trees. Cause at first I'm like, well, maybe they're just stepping into another dimension, but you, you hear these shape shifting stories come forward and you're like, well, that would make sense. What if it just turned itself into a fucking mosquito? You know, you're not going to see it. And then I also heard a theory, this is even more off the wall, but since we're here, we're just going to go with it, that <laughs> these Bigfoots are extraterrestrial and which leads credence to a lot of the orbs and shit you see when you hear Bigfoot encounters, but that they'll send out like first they'll send out like a, like a survey crew almost. So you have your regular like gray or little aliens, but then they'll send out a second wave where they're wearing these Bigfoot suits, essentially like a flesh and blood Bigfoot suit out to blend in with the wilderness. Because like, that's almost more accepted now than seeing an alien in the woods.
2: That's fucked up. <laughs> like, I like it, I'm but like, that's fucked up. <laughs> that's like the the suits from Independence Day almost. It just it's Instead of an alien wearing a bigger alien, they're just wearing a Bigfoot yeah, costume. And,
1: and it would be more intimidating. If you see something 12 feet tall, 800 pounds, you're going to be a lot more apt to walk a wide circle around it than seeing something that's like 3 foot tall and 65 pounds.
2: I I uh I don't know, man. Like Well yeah, not, kinda, not us. Yeah, but I kinda <laughs> feel like I kinda feel like I would rather take my chances with Dogman and Sasquatch over a gray. But
1: you gotta you gotta think about it from aliens Ooh, point I, of view. Oh. From aliens point of view, you wanna be bigger and more muscular.
2: Yeah, but aliens alien, aliens are fucking creepy, eh? They're True. little creepers. Can't they they, they look like little crackheads. <laughs> and then and then they have the ability to do God knows what to you make you make you forget large blocks of time. They can abduct you in their ships and fly it, away. If Bigfoot
1: is alien, it could also explain like we're the... we're
2: pretending that he's not an alien right now. Okay, copy. That he is just copy that. he is just more or less a primate. This is where my brain's at. I can shoot that.
3: You guys made me think of a couple things. Um, I mean, <laughs> Good. if it's able to like shapeshift uh i mean that would almost be like more of like a gin type of thing you know
2: yeah oh yeah i didn't think
1: that great
3: great
2: Um, we're just gonna add to the (laughs) fucking already muddy waters let's go
3: and then with the alien thing um i mean i've heard that there's some types of aliens that look so much like us that you wouldn't be able to tell the difference
2: great i believe that great I mean,
3: think about that. I mean, those could be the ones running the show here. I don't know. Yeah, I believe that 100%. 100%. I mean, imagine if there's some like super advanced being that looks just like us, blends right in. He's just like the CEO of the company. And, like,
2: Elon Musk. Yeah,
3: he yeah, a, he's actually like.
1: He is a weird bastard. Facts. facts. I keep trying to get him to argue with me on Twitter, but he won't take the bait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, won't you stop fucking around with trying to buy social media and create me a goddamn time machine already? Like, come on. Create a wormhole generator. I'm trying to skip timelines in here, bro. (laughs)
3: Get some free energy or some like med beds or something.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. But that... So we were... But, like, where was I going before we stopped pretending the Bigfoot was an alien? I was going on something. I don't
3: don't remember. I've heard that, too. I've heard from somebody i can't remember who that there's like planets like basically planet of the apes like that that exists out there and and that there is like um one or multiple like planets that have that that are populated by sasquatch
1: that could have been this planet well that would Uh, that would uh, lead to a
2: seeding theory there could
1: that could have been this planet hundred million years ago, and then w- humans were seated here, and we just wiped them out. You know, yeah. the Neanderthal man just went through and just cleaned house, and now you just got these like rogue sects of Bigfoot that have survived, and they're kind of sucks. Seeing... Yeah, they're like these humans are just a they're they're, they're trash. They're worse than saber-tooth tigers, which is true. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I agree. Currently, we are. I think that we do have the potential to do much better, though. Oh yeah,
2: 100%. If, we,
1: yeah if we could just get our shit figured out, we, we <laughs> never will. We'll never be on the same page. We're just managed poorly.
3: Yes. Yeah. Well,
2: and, and we all have egos, and we all like we all want to be right. Guilty. We, you know what I mean? Like we we need to get past some bullshit, and then we'll be all right.
1: I feel that.
2: Yeah. I agree 100%. There's,
1: there's a lot of big facts being spoken on this show today. <laughs> I love it.
3: Yeah, man. Like I said, when I first saw that UFO, it, it sent me down all the rabbit holes. Maybe, your, maybe not all, but...
1: It was your I've, gateway experience. Yeah,
3: yeah. I've gone down many a rabbit hole, but I'm sure there's more out there. Oh, yeah. But that's why I, I enjoy your guys' show so much, man. I think it's one of the the coolest ones out it's become my favorite podcast
2: i appreciate That's that Awesome. i man, love it. That mean that means a lot it really like, it does really, it, it it'll never it, i'll never get tired of people being like man you guys are dope you guys are awesome because <laughs> we don't we don't get that we're like steve said we're literally just blue-collar dudes who are utterly insignificant at our jobs and then we come on here and everybody's like you guys are awesome
1: That's what I told Kyle. I'm like, I'm like, I don't even care. I don't care about the numbers. I don't care about any of that. I'm like, as long as our show falls on the ears, it needs to fall on. Somebody who's looking, looking for an outlet, looking for just somewhere they can go and like not have any insecurities about like seeing a UFO or seeing a Bigfoot. And just as long as we can keep giving people a platform and we find those people, I'll I'll do it until we can't, you know?
3: Yeah. (laughs) amazing i got a question for you guys do you think that um like holophone or or i mean i feel like your podcast is like being monitored i mean it was kind of weird that like when i was telling that ufo story the first time like i think i called in like three more times or something and and none of those like those were just gone
2: i love it yeah because like when i was messaging him he said he talked about The general and stuff. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. We didn't even fucking get that.
1: No, I wouldn't put it past that at all. Hundred percent.
2: That's fucking awesome. So much
1: weird shit happened when we were gonna first start. Yeah. Like it it almost seemed like right off the rip, shit was going. That's because we're we're soul
2: brothers and we're meant to do this for eternity. And they already knew. They're like, oh fuck, Kyle and Steve are entering the game again. Here we go. When
1: we when we first set up our hollow email, like before before we even like, put a show out. We were looking into some shit to, to kind of get the ball rolling. And I would get email notifications of people trying to sign into our email. So I was looking at it and looking at, the, like, the IP address and shit. And it was coming up from Kyle's house. Yeah. So I called Kyle. I'm like, yo, is are, are you at home? Did you call off work? Is Sean at home? Because somebody's trying to sign in to our... Email address from your Wi-Fi. <laughs> and he's like, no, nah, nobody's at my house. I'm like, what in the fuck is yeah. going on? I'm like,
2: I'm on my way home, though. So I'm going to figure out about 15 <laughs> minutes. Well, hopefully I don't get put on anyone's radar now. I just want to live a <laughs> peaceful life. Yeah, he'll be all right. We're the one throwing all <laughs> yeah, the smoke we'll out.
1: It. We'll take it. Fuck it.
2: Um, yeah, I could
3: share, like, a pretty interesting story that my buddy told me Um that him and his dad experienced a uh, secondhand story. So I can't vouch for this one, but it, it was, it was pretty interesting to me if you guys want to hear it. Yeah. Um, so my friend Tyler was, we were all kind of, I think I was like, you know, the U- subject of UFOs came up and I shared my story with him and a couple other people were like sharing experiences and stuff. And my friend Tyler was like, oh, I got something weird I can share with you guys. So basically like him and his dad, I think they were living in, I want to say New Mexico, but I'm not hundred percent sure. I think it was New Mexico. And they were, I don't remember where, where he said they were like driving to and from, but uh, they like ended up taking like this um, kind of shortcut or something through like an Indian reservation. And for whatever reason, and he said, as they were driving along, uh they saw this i don't remember if he said it it had horns i, I i'm just going to say that it didn't but i can't remember if he said it had horns or not but they saw like what he described to me was like what so sounded like a skinwalker and uh he said it was like white and like hunched over like in this ditch and like it's kind of like it's like back was like face to them and uh and it kind of like was like looking back towards them like a little bit, but not fully. Like they didn't get like the full uh, frontal view of it, but he said it was like the most bizarre thing he's ever seen. And like the way it made him feel was just like horrifying. And like his dad like refuses to talk about it. Like, like he tried to talk about it with his dad multiple times. And his dad just goes, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Like it like terrified his dad, whatever they saw. And I don't even think he knew it was – I don't even think he knew the term skinwalker. Like, when he was, like, telling me this story, I was like, dude, you saw a skinwalker. And you're like, a what? Like, I was like, you saw a skinwalker, dude. Like, that's what that, that's what that was. Like, I've heard of these things. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what those things are, but I don't want to see one.
2: He basically – like, when the way you're describing that – Fucking reminds me of the first time you see the zombie in the Resident Evil game.
1: <laughs> I, was, I was thinking that too. I mean, like looked over his shoulder. Yeah,
2: like you I saw you do that and I'm like, holy shit, the first zombie from Resident Evil. That's it terrifying. Gave me, it
1: gave me goosebumps when you were like describing it and how it was kind of just peering through it's I don't know. He's definitely in like the like the right area for it. Yeah.
2: Know? Oh yeah. It's, yeah. That's what I was thinking too. And the fact that it like it gave him basically PTSD. Where he's like, fuck this. I love how you you're talking to your buddy, and you're like, You saw a skinwalker and his reaction was more or less like, What the fuck? There's a name for this shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't even think he knew what it was. Like <laughs> that's I mean, So crazy.
1: I think yeah, I think that's where a lot of like a lot of the paranormal gets lost because there's people who aren't like aren't in our world and privy to that, the sea shit that they can't explain and they just keep it to themselves. They're like, we yeah, know, they're like, what I the hell fuck is.
2: that
3: is. <laughs> I would say that's most people that have a bizarre experience like that. Like, they don't want to be ridiculed.
2: Yeah, and, like, just like uh dude's dad. It sounds like a dude who just wants to fucking forget it ever happened. Yeah. You know, so the more he talks about it, the more he's forced to remember it. He'd just be like, no, I'm good. I don't need to remember this anymore. <laughs> I just want to go have some cake. Leave me the fuck alone.
3: Absolutely. Have you guys, I mean, I've thought about, like, what if there's something to, like, the land that they gave some of these Indian tribes? Like, what if there's something different about the land itself that, like, <laughs> can that. allow <laughs> things to exist,
2: too, you know?
1: Dude, I, I didn't think of that either. Dude. No, just, the
2: government's like, you, just you know blew what?
1: my mind. You know
2: what? You guys can have this little this, patch. This
1: giant curse piece over here?
2: It's, it's yours. all
1: yours. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I didn't even it's, think of it. That. Like, That's awful. Park. I
3: feel like there's... Not maybe every national park, but I feel like there's more going on to some of these national parks that meets the eye. I mean, oh, yeah. that's just – um but it, it seems to me like there's there's more going on to some of them.
1: I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> I think that's why they make them national parks because they can close off large swaths of it to the public. If if they have something shitty going on, they're like, eh, no, don't go over here. There's an avalanche warning or yeah. some shit, you know?
3: Yeah, exactly, yeah yeah man so much weird stuff going on in this world it's just it's bizarre it
1: is dude and we are here for it
3: (laughs) this is like some of my favorite stuff to talk about man and thank you guys so much for having me on the show dude. this has been a great
2: conversation dude it was a lot of fun we appreciate you for coming on
1: yeah and just taking the time out of your night to just hop on with us like that is so dope yeah just one text message away and we it was ready to go yep
3: yeah, I was excited to share the story. I, I've been wanting to uh, get the UFO story out there, in particular, for a long time. And I've thought about other. I've contacted a couple of other people, but just never ended up, you know, coming to fruition. But I feel like this was the right one. I feel like your audience will probably enjoy these stories. I hope. And uh, every everything that I told you guys, man, it's it's a hundred percent honest 100 percent true like to the best of my knowledge not like making any of this stuff up just want to put that out there too no i
2: believe you i believe you
1: yep i'm i'm the same i'm i'm with it but on that note we will we will wrap it up there um again like like we just said thank you so much for just taking an hour out of your night to hang out with us and just chit chat and like me and Kyle have stated before, like this is the
2: best part yeah. of
1: what we do. Just Absolutely. Getting, getting to talk to people like they're old friends, you know, and just getting to hang out and just talk about weird shit.
2: Yep.
3: Yeah, man. I love it. I think everyone else that's come across your podcast loves it too. Keep it up, guys. You guys are doing great.
1: Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. And be safe out there, Andrew. It was so good to be able to talk to you.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me on. And, uh,. Yeah, if I have any other crazy stories, I'll definitely let you know. And I'm glad we got to do this. Thanks a lot. Yeah, perfect.
2: Stay weird, my friend. We'll talk at you later, buddy. You too. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye.